to Campfire Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. This week, I had a great time sitting down with Oscar Romo. I met this guy a little over a year ago while doing some clubhouse rooms, and um, he is a fantastic storyteller. He's the host of the Induced Fear podcast. But ever since we met, like over a year ago, we've just we've all been grinding so hard that we it took us this long, but we finally got a chance to sit down together and talk. We discussed what got him started in storytelling and some of the incredible experiences he's had. I mean, sleep paralysis, poltergeist stuff, UFO sightings, like it's it's a lot and it's awesome. He he's a great storyteller. Again, absolutely go and support everything he does. Links in the show notes like always, but for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this fireside chat with Oscar Romo. All right, Oscar Romo. First off, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show. Well, yeah, of course, man. Of course. I mean, we've done I'm, we've um, done um we've done uh cryptocasters together one time. Oh yeah, yeah. For the for the window areas, I think it was. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. That was that was a good one. No, that one was fun. Yeah. What did you cover for that? Uh, Black Forest. It was like this weird, weird forest area in Colorado here um, Mm -hmm. that just had all kinds of crazy stuff happening. And, you know, I wasn't as eloquent as you (laughs) with words. I fumble a lot more. (laughs) That's okay. But Um, yeah, no. Yeah, I remember really enjoying that, and like I connected with it because we had a, we actually did an episode on the Black Forest haunting on Campfire real early on. It was like in our first batch that we dropped. Um, oh so yeah, it was really I, cool, you, like, I think you brought that up. Yeah, yeah, it was like a a little refresher on it, which was which was really cool because that's a wild ass story. Yeah, I, I try to find it all the time. I don't know the exact location, but I just yeah. tried. All it says is it's near a road, so I've gone on the maps and just kind of went along that road to kind of see something yeah. that's similar around there. Because I've stayed yeah. in the Black Forest area, yeah, but I wasn't near I wasn't near that crazy house. So <laughs> yeah, I know I've seen pictures of the house for sure, but they're old, right? They're like mm-hmm. from the what eighties or nineties. That yeah, a lot of those pictures late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, that that place was wild. With the, it has like a mirror portal or something. In yeah, it where and people then like keep lights, figures. Yeah, lights swarming around the place, like just crazy. Yeah, all around crazy. And Bigfoot ain't too far away from that area, so it's like. That's true. Well, Bigfoot's not really far away from anywhere in Colorado, right? You're always no, you're always pretty close everywhere. to a Bigfoot spot. <laughs> yeah, we got Bigfoot crossing signs like in the mountains. Like when you're That's driving awesome. through the mountains, there's Bigfoot crossing signs. So. Nice. He's nice. a big deal. Yeah. I'm I'm super jealous of you you guys in like the mountain states. There's so much like just like unaltered country out there for mystery to like really thrive in. Cuz 
like growing up in Indiana, it's every bit of wilderness has been plowed and corn's been planted on top of it. Wow, so, just corn everywhere. <laughs> yeah, everywhere, dude. I have to drive like three <laughs> hours south to find a hill. No shit. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a, there's a lot here. I mean, we got 30 minutes away. We can go straight into like Red Rocks. And right around there, you can see where they have like dinosaur bones in the rocks there. And you can just oh, walk yeah. past them. So, like, man, there's a big, like, untouched land. Like, just That's tons wild. and tons of mountains. Pretty awesome. Yeah. My, um, my co host, Ryan, had, um, a UFO sighting at Red Rocks. So oh, really? That, yeah, he went there for... <clears throat> I forget who he was seeing. He went to a concert at at Red Rocks. And then afterward... There's going to be a connection in what I tell you later. So, <laughs> so, Awesome. Good. From what I hear, that's like a, a lot of people have UFO sightings around in that area. It's just open sky above there. Like, you're, you're a good distance away from the city where you don't have a lot of light pollution. So, yeah. it's just big open sky you can see anything that makes sense most of the most of the stuff that happens in in our area is ufo sightings because it's literally there's nothing like just yeah broad open open sky like you said like there's you can stand on a tuna can and see the whole state and (laughs) it's just all horizon in every direction Yeah. yeah I mean, you like like flat earthers go there and there's like you can see it. Look, there is flat <laughs> here. Proof. Yep, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a lot harder to to claim flat Earth when you're standing on top of a mountain. Yeah, yeah, we can see everything, kind of just like going across. We got a lot of fourteeners out here, which like people come from all over the place to just hike up these giant mountains out here. That's yeah. like one of the staples for Colorado. If you move to Colorado. Um, on your checklist, you should have climbed a 14er, ate at some pizza spot or whatever. Like there are all uh-huh. these like checklist things. So it's a big That's deal to climb on top of these mountains. <laughs> what? Why is it called a 14er? I don't know. Honestly, 14,000 feet. I don't know. 14,000 maybe. I don't know. Yeah, probably 14,000 feet. I've been here three years. I, I haven't learned. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> So I take it you haven't climbed one. No, no, I've gone into the mountains, um, but I haven't climbed like I haven't gone that high up. You pretty much stop where the trails end. Yeah, I go, I go, I've gone down actually, like yeah. where creeks are, like where the water is finally coming down and where the creeks run. That's right where on. I'm at. <laughs> That's a safe. I'm scared spot. of heights. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm, I was raised in the perfect state to be scared of heights. You gotta <laughs> climb a cell phone tower to get any heights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm I'm stoked to get into some of your experiences, but you mentioned something off mic earlier that like what really got you into all this stuff was the storytelling. And I'd love to hear you expand on that a little bit. Yeah, I have like my Nino, my, my godfather um he tells stories all the time, like all the time. We go to, we used to go to this uh, park called, uh, it was called Ganesha Hill or something like that. Um, he would tell this story and say, "Yeah, this place is haunted," 
there was this there was this school here um the janitor started to like take out the kids like he was a murderer in this okay. area um uh people found out they ended up closing down the school um but you still can have his you still have access to his basement area like where the janitor would go down into the basement so he would take us up to this this little hilltop in California while telling this story really really setting the mood for the story yeah. like telling it as we're driving up to this place and he never took us to the spot mind you he never took us to the exact spot he'd just scare us as we were going up yeah and I would love to hear it all the time like he would tell me stories about that hill um he would tell me stories about how like my father passed away when I was really young and he would tell stories about my dad visiting him and I'm like what like really that happened yeah um one time he was driving and it was raining really hard and he was falling asleep at the wheel and he says um yeah I was driving and falling asleep and out of nowhere I turned to my side and he's sitting there your dad is sitting there next to me and just shaking his head like come on like you gotta wake up man like you gotta wake up and when he saw him it woke him up so as he's telling me these stories and and sharing things like that I'm like wow that's beautiful there's these there are these things that happen and he's not afraid to share like these things with me so he would share all these things all the time urban legends about everything in the area and that's what really drew me into like paranormal and that's awesome made made me watch the shows and everything we would watch them together that type yeah. of stuff unsolved mystery of course it was one oh, of yeah. them <laughs> <laughs> but yeah him telling the stories that's, is re- what really set me on that's that awesome of- because <laughs> like yeah i like i have a very similar story growing up listening to my dad tell stories around the campfire um, like his, you know, his, he, he had a Bigfoot encounter in Alaska and like, wow. he's just telling all these ghost stories and, and all that. I think it's really cool because it, anyone who's done any, spent any time researching this stuff finds that so much of it comes from this, these oral traditions, right? Mm-hmm. Where just generations pass these stories down to the next generation, just sat around a campfire or around a dinner table or, you know what I mean? And I always love finding people who it's oral tradition is why they're here doing what they're doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. That was, that was my favorite thing. I would just, and he would retell the stories over and over and I never got tired of them. Yep. That same thing with, with Ganesha Hill. As I got older, I was like, really take me to the spot. Take yeah. me to that spot that you say is haunted. Let's see it. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have the payoff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is funny. I do have one funny thing that has nothing to do with anything paranormal in that area. The only thing paranormal was that I fell down a hill. In that hill, I fell down that hill while holding a can of Coca-Cola. Yeah. And when I got to the bottom after falling, I didn't spill a drop of that Coca-Cola. Oh, shit. So I, somehow, somehow I didn't. And that's the only paranormal thing that happened in that area. That Like that... <clears throat> that instantly reminds me. I don't know if you're a fan of Trailer Park Boys. 
Do you ever watch uh, that? My, one of my younger brothers watches it all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I know it. There's a character in that Julian who's always holding a glass of whiskey, always. Uh, and there's there's a scene <laughs> in an episode where they get in a car crash, and he climbs out of the car and he's still holding his whiskey and it hasn't spilled. <laughs> Yeah, I just remember falling, yeah. and then as I, I don't, I think I was like turning my hand as I'm falling yeah. down this hill, and then when I finally hit the bottom, I was just holding it up, like <laughs> it survived. Just save never the mind cola. that I survived you. Yeah, just save the cola. Yeah. So I never saw anything spooky there, though. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, you could you could easily categorize that as a a dash of high strangeness, right? Some yeah. weird gravity <laughs> distortion. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't spill a drop. Yeah, a single drop. There was one of those near that near that area was also another story where you know the classic one where they're pushing you like you put your car in neutral near like a train tracks and then it pushes itself. Yeah, up uh, near that same area was one of those. There was a train tracks and they were like put baby powder on the back of your car. Um. And your car will go up. I did it one time. My car did go up. And then eventually you learn that it's just like an optical illusion. That yeah. Causes it. Uh, but yeah, that was another story. He was like, yeah, there was a there was a bus here. It got hit by the train. Now the kids push you up the hill. And yeah. that was an, one of those stories that he would always tell. That's, yeah, that's yeah, he's awesome. A, he's a big reason of why. Like, I, my dad... As much as I've asked my family, he wasn't into the paranormal at all. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, and my mom wasn't. Everything was, that's the devil. Sure. For my mom. Um, uh, especially because, like, for people, like, Mexicans, like, anything spooky is, like, a no-go. Like, you don't, sure. you don't talk about anything scary. Yep. Um but my Nino, he it's wouldn't do devil. that. He would just tell all the stories. Yeah, yeah, all the devil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't you, you? You know why? You know why you're having sleep paralysis? It's because you brought that South Park game in here, and that's the devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's what my mom would say. <laughs> I feel like that's like that's also a lot of parents in the '90s were like that, like Mexican yeah. or not. You know what I yeah. mean? There, there was all that like all that panic about all the influence that was all the terrible influence on teens and stuff in the nineties and the early two thousands, even, um, you know, all that like Marilyn Manson panic that was going on. Um, I wasn't even allowed to watch like family guy or anything like that. I had to sneak like DVDs of family guy. Eventually (laughs) my mom had a flip of the script and she watches she loves family guy now so yeah it's very she grew out of her her face yeah but yeah that was my that was my drive into the paranormal is storytelling and then i would write my own stories as like a kid like just writing spooky stories based off of what he was telling me like little fictional adaptations yeah, like you know, just cheesy yeah. things like a haunted castle. Sure. Things like that. So That's I cool. wish I had them. <laughs> right? I yeah, yeah, I think about that all the time. I have like my friends and I growing up, we always did comic books. Like we would nice. make our own comic books and I would kill to have some of those. And <laughs> I'd love to. 
So, at what point did you start having paranormal experiences? Um, I want to say, oof, uh, I was around eight, and um, it was this being eight would be a year after my dad passed away, and I remember because I would hear these stories of like my Nino being able to see my dad or he would yeah. visit him or whatever. So I would literally, that's pretty sad. They're like to think about it, but I'll get past the sad part real quick. That's yeah, um, fine. Um, I would just be a little kid and I would just be like, please anything out there, anything out there. Just let me see my dad yeah. again. Um, that's all I would, I would do. Eventually I started having, um, like just these episodes of like seeing a dark shadow in the room. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought at that moment I was like, great, awesome, sweet. That's my dad Yeah, in the room. Um, and then we would have these like, like giant robot toys that we had gotten for like Christmas one year. And they would just go off in the middle of the night by themselves. Yeah. Very classic haunting type things of like a mm-hmm. little toy robot going. Um, and then my mom would get annoyed by that. And yeah. She would take out the batteries. They would still go off without the batteries in them. Wow. Yeah. She'd throw them away um, because she didn't want to hear it anymore. But then I started having this, uh, then that's when sleep paralysis started to happen. Like as the years went on, I remember the first time it happened, me and my brother shared a room and I felt this, this heaviness come over the room. Like it just felt super heavy. And you know how you can feel when somebody's right in front of your face, like they're right there. Like you can, that's what I felt. And I woke up, I opened my eyes, and I can see the shape of, like, a head in the darkness, darker than the regular dark of the room. Yeah, darker than black. Uh, Yeah, and it just, it freaked me out, and I tried to get up, I couldn't move, I tried to yell for my brother, couldn't yell, tried to call for my mom, still didn't work. Eventually, I just broke out of it. Uh, My brother didn't wake up. Um, so I just turned on the TV on static and I just kind of sat there like mm-hmm. what just happened. Uh, and then it would just happen progressively as the years went on. It wouldn't happen frequently, but as like it probably happened twice a year, once a year as I was just growing up. Yeah. And how old were but you when that to, started? Um, I want to say eight, maybe nine yeah. when it, when it, when I had That's my first terrifying experience it was so so scary the first time and then it kind of it's kind of scarier the second time because yeah because now you recognize that feeling in the room yeah because now you know ah you know what's this is where this thing is yeah yeah um the only thing that was weird is that when after the first time i woke up to sleep paralysis happening the next times it happened, the other times that it happened, I was awake and I would feel the feeling come into the room. 
and if I made, if I, if I just stayed turned, turned to the side, so that I wasn't facing where the feeling was, yeah, I would be fine. The moment that I turned and looked at it, then I was stuck. You're locked, man. Yeah, just locked down. And then you would, I would start to hear whispers. And I don't know if it was just my mind creating something because I was already sure. afraid and I'm young. Yeah. Um, but I was just hearing whispers. Um, and then again, you get older and older. Eventually, you start to you start to learn about things. And I'm like, oh, it's because I'm stressed out. Yeah. Like I'm I'm just stressed. I'm yeah. sleeping on my back. That's why this is happening. Um. But it still didn't change the feeling that would happen in the room. I wouldn't allow it to happen anymore, but I would mm-hmm. still feel, I would still feel this darkness yeah. coming into the room. And then also hearing that sound of the sound of silence, like kind of like the staticky kind of like loudness um, of nothing. Yeah. yeah. And That's- I just wouldn't allow it. I'd just be, just say, go away. Like, leave me alone. I don't want to deal with you tonight please like just done with it yeah <laughs> did it fade over time once you started like shutting it down um it just wouldn't happen it would be like every couple of years now yeah i would have and then i would attribute just because it was happening not as frequent i'd be like okay it's a moment when i'm stressed this sure. is definitely stress release related i remember one time my brother walking past my room and hearing me gasp for air after breaking out of yeah and he's just banging on the door. Are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, yep. Our sleep paralysis. Uh, yeah. Fine. Fine now. Doing all right now. When's the last uh, time you experienced this? The last time was actually here in Colorado. And again, okay. it could be attributed to the stress of moving to sure. this whole new area. But this one was really weird because I felt like I have mastered not allowing sleep paralysis yeah. to happen um my fiance is asleep in the bedroom um i didn't go to sleep i was just on the couch chilling just watching tv and also mindlessly scrolling through the phone yeah at the same time because why not um and then i then i hear her get out of the room I hear the door open close she walks out and then she just immediately while still in the hallway, just turns around and goes back into the room. So I got up as soon as I saw her get up, and I was like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And as I'm following her, she closes the door right in my face. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> so I open <laughs> open the door, and she's already in bed. And I opened it not even a second after her. I didn't even hear her get into the bed. And I was like, okay, uh, that was super weird. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go back into the living room, um, go. And then after a while, I kind of lay down, laying on my side on the couch. Uh, I have my phone in front of my face and I start to hear footsteps just kind of boom, 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 like walking quick and fast towards me. I think it's her. So immediately I just put down my phone to check if it's, and it's not, it's just that shadow and now I'm in sleep yeah. paralysis. And once that happened and I broke out of it, I was like, 
that was really weird. Like I felt like because I had not allowed it to happen so for so long, it almost like imitated her yeah. in a way to kind of like break well, for me to put my guard down. Yeah, true. So that you. I would be yeah. And that was like the weirdest thing that has happened. Like I've never read anything about sleep paralysis just because it's happened so much. I've done a lot, like did a lot of research on into sleep yeah. paralysis and I haven't found anybody who had like I guess weird like doppelganger mimic type of thing like yeah happen to get into sleep paralysis. So that one and I didn't tell her about it, obviously. I wouldn't have either. <laughs> yeah. I told her That's- I told her like once we moved into this place, which was already like three years in to <laughs> to uh living here together and she she was uh she didn't like that i didn't tell her yeah yeah it's that's one of those things either you tell her that day or never take it to your grave (laughs) yeah 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 no but i did Um, it on an episode with her i thought it would be funny to tell her on on the show for some reason (laughs) oh man and on the spot (laughs) yeah um yeah that's honestly that's two of the things that that scare me the most is the sleep paralysis stuff and doppelgangers like two together. That's yeah. That's scary, dude. That's yeah. Now in the, in the time that followed, did you like, were you a little bit anywhere in your mind suspicious when you're like, when you would catch her out of the corner of your eye? Like, did you wonder like, is that her or is it that again? Uh, yeah, for for like the the like two nights afterwards, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go to bed. I'm just gonna go to bed with you at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so that I, so that I don't have to I deal with track that again. Of you. Yeah. yeah. I don't want you. I don't want you wandering around in the middle of the night. <laughs> Dude, that's um, bizarre. But yeah, I mean, there were also like bangs. There would be bangs happening on the outside of the wall, mm-hmm. sometimes. And we were on the second floor at this time, so a bang on the outside of the wall was yeah. like a little harder. Oh, that's weird to do. Um, also, a cat toy. Um, when we first got our older cat, Jerry, um, his—I thought I heard him playing with the cat toy in the other room, and I looked down, and he was laying right on the floor next to me. <laughs> But I heard his cat toy being bapped around in the yeah. room. So it was weird there. I don't know if, if those go together or not. Like the sleep paralysis yeah. moment, doppelganger moment go together. But there were just weird isn't, little happenings there. Isn't that a tool that ghost hunters are using now as like cat toys or cat balls or something? Like oh, yeah. I, I, I've used I've used them. Um, little ones that you tap and they light up. So you okay. leave it alone. You leave it alone. It doesn't do anything. But once yeah. it feels like a tap or a bang, it will light up. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It worked one time for me, so that's about it. Yeah? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you have any, like, um, would you consider yourself claustrophobic at all? No. 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 Okay. Not really. So no. I've found that a lot of people who have sleep paralysis are also claustrophobic. Like yeah, that I, idea I discussed being, that with like, a trapped, cousin of mine. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just curious about that. I've, you said you've had some UFO sightings, right? Yeah, yeah. I had um, uh, one took place between, well, one took place in Arizona, 
and I just I was probably 13 at the time driving on this open road and I just kind of see this light within the clouds moving around and it's not moving like a plane because it's not going in one direction it's kind of going forward and then turning around in a circle like really moving um at first i thought it was uh the dealership lights that are like yeah floating around you know yeah because it was like Uh, lighting up the clouds that it was in it was like but that's what that's what i thought at first but then i noticed it was behind like it was on the other side of the clouds gotcha um and there were no other ones like going around yeah. um and then i remember for some reason the cloud one part of the cloud opened up into like a circle yeah and then i saw something go into it and then a the cloud reclosed back up that's some like nope shit yeah and but like because i was younger then and i didn't even associate it i was like did i just see like an angel or somebody go into the like going to heaven type of thing you know interesting but then i had um once i was in like high school by this time so i was like 15 16 Mm -hmm. um we're riding around with my friends probably 17 because we were driving but um we're driving down that same road and we all noticed this light kind of bouncing around the sky and it seemed like it was following our car so we're really focused on it and we were like should we go towards this should we go towards yeah. this light uh the total opposite of what you would want to do sure. uh, in the middle of the desert oh um, yeah so then we go off riding down this dirt road in the middle of the desert this light is we're getting closer to this light as it's bouncing around and then out of nowhere we all kind of get this feeling of of dread yeah like it just hits us all at once in a wave and we're like uh i don't think we should go further anymore i yeah. I, I really think we should turn around each one of us are in agreement we were so quick to say yes to yeah. go follow and then as we got closer it was just immediate everybody wants to turn around and go oh, that's and i felt like if we were being drawn into a light like the little bug zapper yeah like we were just that that moth flying into it like just going towards it that's interesting Uh, though because it like it sort of suggests like a conscious contact style thing where like you guys it's like putting off some kind of energy that you guys were picking up you know yeah that's what was weird yeah experiences like that are like the reason i'm almost completely off the like nuts and bolts ideas about ufos like there's no way that that's just a, a metallic craft floating in the air. Like, yeah, no, it definitely, it definitely felt like an energy. Yeah. Cause I mean, you don't have any like mental link with the pilot of a 747 that's flying yeah. over your house. You know what I mean? I'm not like, like I'm going to follow that plane in the sky yeah. right there. Or like, I can tell that guy's not good. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, Yeah. It has to be more. Yeah, because you that, only right? kind of get that from from animals, you know. Like when you yeah. when you're around a dog that just like you're just like mm, I don't know if yep. I can trust that that dog exactly. Um, but we also my I did have another one that was between. It wasn't that same road. It didn't take place on that same road. But I was driving. I had driven. I think I told you before, um, off mic. Um, but that 
I would drive to California, um, drive to Arizona, and then drive back in a day. Yeah. Um, so it was one of those times. Driven there, driving back. It's probably eleven o'clock at night. I have my brother with me to keep me awake, or when we need to switch, switch off while we're driving. I start seeing again. This is between, like, right in the middle between California and Arizona, and we're on our way back to California. And as the road, as the road we're driving on is two lanes on one side and then a giant dirt median in the middle and then two lanes on the other. Right. Interstate style. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I start again seeing this ball of light dancing in the sky. And at first I thought it was a helicopter because yeah. we're right near a prison, whatever. Like, sure. You could be searching for somebody. I don't know. Um, yeah. But it starts to bounce. It starts to kind of Ooh. bounce and just go crazy in the sky. Okay. And I'm trying to wake up my brother because I, I see it and I want somebody to confirm what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, and he's not waking up, which is like, you're supposed to stay awake to keep me awake, but you're knocked out of sleep, not getting up. Yeah. Um, and then I turn as I'm like, I, I hit him and I'm like, hey, come on. When I turn back to look at the road, that light now comes down from the sky, is going straight towards my car. Oh, shit. And I to the point where it scared me so much that I swerved hard to the side, to the right. Luckily, no car was there on the side of me. Uh, Did that wake him um, up? That woke him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I... I I immediately, right after doing that and straightening myself out, I look behind me to see probably an old person driving the wrong way. Yeah. You know, on the road. I don't see tail lights at all. Mm. I don't even see the light that was really bright fading away. Yeah. There. Um, it was just but gone. I do, it was just gone. And he's like, he was like, are you okay? Are you falling asleep? And I said, no, you didn't see that. You didn't see the light came from the sky. Like it, it dropped down from the sky and went straight towards us. And he goes, no, what are you talking about? And he like looks behind. He's like, there's nothing behind us. It's just pitch black. So yeah, it's 11 o'clock at night, pitch black in the middle of the desert. You would definitely see a light yeah. going away from you. I mean, I saw it in front of me. So yeah. Man, uh, didn't wake up for the UFO, late for a podcast. Brothers are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah I, was, I always tell him that. I always tell him, you should have you should have been awake. Like, you yeah. should have been awake. <laughs> Damn it. Because uh, that's the one, <laughs> that's the one sighting that really, like, boggles my mind to the fullest. Yeah. Because I know what I saw, and I've tried to rationalize it so many times of, like, Maybe I did see a helicopter in the sky and somebody was driving the wrong way on the side of the road. Sure. Like, it, they just kind of perfect timing together. Yeah, like, overlap. it just worked out. But I, but I saw the light come down from the sky. Yeah. Like, everything is kind of burned into my mind because yeah. it was so weird and crazy. Uh, Any noise yeah. associated no. with it? There's, see, that's the thing. Because the first thing I thought was, like, maybe someone in a helicopter was like losing control you know what i mean and like yeah with the bouncing and then maybe they like swooped down and almost you know almost crashed 
and then went back yeah, up. But yeah. if there's no noise, dude, you would hear it if it was a helicopter swooped that close to you. Well, I mean, you even hear when a car drives too fast yeah. really close. You get that whoosh kind of noise, and yep. there was nothing. nothing. Just Any color to the light or just white light? It was like a like a bluish white light. Okay. Like a yeah. halogen type blue? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right yeah, and that's the one that kind of like just trips me out the most. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's of the three, that's definitely the closest contact, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I always I always put in my head like I didn't I didn't get abducted that day, right? I didn't nothing <laughs> happened weird that day, right? I drove straight home. Like just right. because it was so weird in my yeah. head, a part of me is like jumping to the craziest collusion, uh, conclusions and yeah. then another one is just saying no. It was just weird incidents that happened. Like yeah. nothing really crazy. <laughs> So it didn't, for some reason, take you 16 hours to get home or anything? You didn't have no, any missing no. time? No, I think That's we good. even got there a little faster because I was, like, energized after that. Yeah. I like, I just want to go home. You didn't need a relief driver after that. No, no. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm glad you didn't get abducted. <laughs> yeah, no, me either. Yeah, that would be... Which is weird because, I mean, I love the paranormal, like I said going into this um i'm but like ufos are the things that i don't tackle that much at all yeah but that's the, those are the, those are my strongest experiences that i've had that really boggle my mind you know because yeah. i do have an explanation for sleep paralysis like there is a sure like there is an explanation for that for what i saw yeah. coming down from the sky i don't really have an explanation for yeah that's a lot i find I find it very common among people who are into this stuff that they're the most like off put or even scared of UFO stuff that they find it the scariest. Yeah. And that's so interesting to me because it like, I've never really had any, I haven't had anything, any experiences with UFO stuff. Maybe that's why it's not, it doesn't seem like <laughs> visceral to me. You know what I yeah. mean? It like, I mean, I've heard some abduction stories that are pretty damn horrifying, you know, but, um, but yeah, it just, it doesn't, I don't even put them in the same realm as like, I don't think of them as scary. I don't know. A a lot of people do though. That's, I mean, that's how I feel with like, um, like ghost activity, like paranormal activity. Yeah. It doesn't really scare me so much sleep paralysis used to when it first happened yeah it scared me dude being an eight-year-old kid yeah 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 i don't i don't want i don't want to pretend like i was tough at eight years old sure (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah the ufo thing is just something that i can't explain and i feel like because i can't really explain it it scares me a little more because i have no explanation so there's like a lack of control there right Yeah. yeah yeah That's one of the that reasons why I don't like to go on roller coasters because I yeah. have no control. Yeah, none of it's up to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think I think that's why the abduction scenario scares so many people is like because we've sort of built these like this character of you know these invading aliens or whatever as being mm-hmm. so far advanced of us that we would have no chance against them, right? And like so, there's a lack. There's there's a lack of control. You have like no power yeah. in those situations. Yeah, 
So I get how that's scary, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but now, now I'm just like I I don't I don't touch it I don't touch it all that much. Uh, I want yeah. to. I mainly stay into the the paranormal realm, like doing doing yeah. my own investigations, collecting uh, haunted objects. Sure. Um, right on. But nothing, um, nothing, nothing UFO wise. Dude, I'm I'm actually kind of bummed, but like we're we're gonna have to wrap it up here. Um, yeah, no worries, I would love man. to have you back on to talk about like some of your investigations and some stuff you've done with like haunted objects and stuff. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that could. That's a whole lot of stuff. That would be another like forty minutes. Yeah, and so that would be good for its own episode. Perfect, excellent, dude. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on, man. Yeah, really appreciate absolutely. it. I enjoy your work to the fullest. So, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Before we go, tell everybody where to find you, where to follow you, anything cool you have coming up that you want them to check out. Oh damn. Um. So we have an Instagram, uh, Inducefear Podcast, TikTok Inducefear, Twitter Inducefear, Facebook Inducefear. It's all the same. YouTube Inducefear. Um. Uh. I'm putting together more stories to hopefully uh, put um, a massive sleep paralysis thing that I'm working on. Okay. Uh, just getting getting things from different continents, different people from around the world to see if anything matches up. That's something that I'm be working on that I'm excited about. Um, and yeah, that's probably it. I mean, you can find me on any, anything else at that point. The show's induced fear. Yeah. Awesome. And wherever you li- wherever you guys are listening to this show, you can find induced fear, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. Thanks so much. Also, anyone who wants to check out Oscar <laughs> and what he's doing with induced fear, just go to the the uh, show notes, and I'll have all that stuff linked in the show notes too. So definitely Sweet. check that out. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, And you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at reverbnation.com slash reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time. I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers. Stay weird. And and trust trust in the unknown. unknown.